Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Welcome to the very latest edition of the Premier View Tipperary GAA podcast. Hello and welcome to the Premier View podcast, episode 123 now. Uh, the 2024 season's underway and as such, the PV pod team are back in business after a nice winter break. And there's a few lads look like they've wintered well, all right, in fairness. <laughs> Tonight I'm joined by some familiar faces and voices with Stephen Cronin from Carrick Devons, Colin Purcell from Plan Logan, Jamie Barrett from Turtle Sarsfields, and myself and the Tracy's filling in for the... For the first show, in the absence of our uh, usual MC, Kevin Ryan. Lads, we're back up and running for 2024. A good win over Dublin in Parnell Park after a fairly, I suppose, uninspiring Monster Hurling League. I come to you first, Stephen, sure. It was, it was good to go up there and get the win and fairly comprehensive in the end. Yeah, yeah. Very uh, comfortable win. I know we had probably 10 or 15 minutes in the second half where we... We probably went to sleep a little bit, you know, maybe even a bit of complacency at times. But overall, I think it was a very efficient, comfortable win and, you know, working on the things we need to work on. A few a few things we know, we, we saw on the day as well that we need to work on. And, uh, you know, I think um the boys coming down out of Dublin there would have been very happy with the for- performance. Look, the third quarter wasn't ideal. They left Dublin get a bit of run. We got a little bit ragged. But... You know, now's the time to be ironing out them kinks. Now's the time to see him rather than be seeing that kind of stuff in the Monster Championship. And, uh, you know, it was nice and comfortable and it makes the rest of the, you know, take a little bit of pressure off the rest, rest of the National League and we can look forward now to Galway as well. But I think Liam, Liam and, and the crew will be very happy after after uh, after the weekend that was just gone. So it was nice to get going again for real hurling. Jamie, the first 15 or 20 minutes of that match, Jesus, Zipper looking really sharp. Right? There was points flying over from every angle. There was no balls being dropped. Everything was looking clean. Um, Very impressive at the start, wasn't it? Very impressive. Um, Their stick work looked streets or months ahead of where Dublin are at the moment. They just look so sharp. Even on a heavy pitch, it didn't seem to... Their footing was good. Their first touch, whether it was on the ground or in the hand. But it, it, was, it was really impressive to watch, you know what I mean? And that was a couple of wayward sh- shots from from long distance, but there was a few that went over as well. But you'd have to be very happy with the first two quarters. And Stephen said the third quarter been a slight worry, but Dublin were always going to come hard as in the second half. You know, with the parallel cr- park crowd there behind them. But yeah, no, like we're definitely moving in the right direction. It looked very fit and finished strong as well. And Colin, obviously, Stephen referenced it there. The third quarter was a bit. Well, they kind of went to sleep a bit and, you know, it's that usual story with Tip. I don't know if you pay much heed to it at this time of the year, but that third quarter straight after half time, we tend to let the opposition get on top of us. Would you be worried about that going forward or is it a case of it's early in the year, does every training been done? What do you reckon? 
I would I wouldn't be worried about it end if it hadn't if it wasn't a case of deja vu to be honest with you. But really, mm. it is deja vu, and it, it is something that it seems to affect not just this particular tip team, but it's affected many tip teams going back. I remember being in Thurles and back in 1981 when we were 14 points ahead of Limerick at halftime and left them come back to draw a game against us. And, and there's countless, and you and I have spoken about them in the past, I know, countless games where we've been well ahead at halftime and seem, I don't know, is it, as Stephen said, is it complacency or whatever seems, seems to kick in? And we once we let a team get a bit of a run on us, we seem to struggle to have a plan B or a backup plan to stop it. If it, even if it means a lad going down to change his contact lens or whatever <laughs> is used in, in modern hurling, you know, we, we, we seem to struggle to break that momentum again against Waterford and Galway last year. You know, we let the two of them get on top of us and, and, and we struggled. Now look, you know, games take on a life of their own and teams are going to have purple patches in games I accept that and you can't be you can't be hurling the way Jamie described us hurling in the first 20 minutes for the, for the entire 70 ideally you'd like to but it's in reality it's not going to happen so you know I would be I would be a little bit concerned primarily because it's something that I've seen before and, and I, I really would like I really would like it to be eliminated out of our game I think we need to hurl more evenly throughout the 70 minutes but look at you know I don't I don't want to be you know, a naysayer here. I, I was very happy. The lads spoke a little bit about the forwards and, and the points popping over the bar from all angles. I was really happy to see Craig Morgan go very well. I think he's, well, he's a guy, we, we really need a corner back, you know, and, and he's been plagued by injuries the last couple of years. I'd love to see him get a good run in the team now and, and really, you know, nail down that nail down that spot for himself. Also to see Brian O'Mara in the half-back line, I thought he, he, he played very, very well. And, you know, he's mm -hmm. another... You know, he's a guy that we really need to, to step up this year now and be a leader in, in the defence. And also Ronan Maher as well. You know, there was one trademark catch, I think, in the second half that, you know, when we were under a little bit of pressure, it was good to see Ronan grab a few few balls out of the air. You know, we our, our defence wasn't without its problems. But but overall, look, I, I'd be I'd be happy coming away. And just to finish, I know you, you mentioned the Munster League. I actually wasn't too disappointed, funnily enough, ended with the Munster League. The, the game in Dungarvan, we we were very poor in the first half. I I you know I I'd accept that and we then went a man down and very harsh sending off. But I thought we rallied really really well in the second half. We were a point or two in front going down the stretch and a couple of strange refereeing decisions at the end. So and then we we we, we took took care of 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 Kerry in the next game and you know they had a decent run out against Clare in a challenge game and Nina behind closed doors and every other sort of door. So you know plenty of lads got got opportunities to, to to get a run out and I think I think that's good I think nobody can say they haven't got a chance this year there's been so many players used so I think that's that's all very positive yeah and aside from the new players and we'll come on to them now shortly over the course of the last month or two there's been a few positional switches I'll leave this open to the floors whoever wants to shout shout but Connor Bowling back looks to be an experiment worth persisting with over the league um, he's been pretty good and he's a fair option coming up the field GC saw power for running with the ball and Owen Connolly had a, has had a good few matches at midfield and he's done well there. So there's a few players that maybe have to excel in some positions and they seem to be doing well in others. But what do you think of Connor Bow initially anyway, wing back lads? Yeah, I, uh, I take this. Go ahead, Jamie. Go ahead. No, you um, go ahead, Jamie. I was very impressed with Connor Bow against the Limerick Junior team there a couple of weeks ago. He was bombing <laughs> up and down the field. Um and again, even last Saturday against Dublin, his recovery, you know, when he's chasing an attacker, he's such pace. You know, he's he's a real, real option wing back. And Brian O'Mara on the other side will freeze up Ronan to go full or go centre. Um, whichever the case may be, you know what I mean, wherever he's needed. But 
definitely working out. Owen Conley, the same in midfield against Dublin. He broke onto two or three balls there in around the edge of the D. And the man that size and that kind of power. And, and you know, he's not slow, but he's not he's not lightning either. But if he can cover ground, he's going to be very hard to stop as well, you know, especially when lads are tiring in the second half. I was well impressed with the two of them now, I have to say. Yeah, Stephen, um, just on, uh, Colin was talking about uh, the backs there and uh, we've got good options there in fairness. And you could probably name your six backs, but I think it's fairly... It's fairly up for debate what positions they'll be in. I think there's he's still kind of flirting around with Rowan in fullback or wing back, centre back. Same with Brian O'Mara. You had Mikey Breen wing back in the game there a few weeks ago. Well, does he need to start settling on it now and just leaving lads play there? What's the story? Um, yeah, like maybe you might get away with for a for a game, but it for me it needs to be um sorted soon enough because the backs develop, uh, they gel together, develop an understanding when one is going to go, when one is going to stay. Like, um, to just touch on the bow and O'Mara positions, their wing back, you'd feel with the way Hurling has gone now that, you know, you've, you've attacking wing backs now, you've, but you have defensive half forwards if you get so, you know, like we're, we're going to be asking, well, I think we are, we're going to be asking our half forwards to be dropping back and helping out the half backs. But rather than then the attacking just left to the half forward, which would be a savage day's work at up and down the field and also stopping your own man. You have two weapons there then in Brian O'Mara and Connor Bow that can get up and down the field as well. Mm-hmm. And can both take a score. Like what I like about Bow back there, and although I wouldn't agree at club level, what I like about Bo, he he really, really attacks the ball in the game and it's 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 like as if he's been told as soon as you put the ball in your hand get your steps get it get in space and, and you're in scoring range He he's that hard a runner you know and I think if you're a half forward Mark and that kind of stuff you better be damn good at doing your job because if Conor Bo or Brian O'Mara is getting a little run on you up the field and they're delivering good ball or they're hitting a couple of balls over the bar you're you're going to be under big pressure from your sideline to say, like hey what the hell what the hell is going on yeah. Yeah, I, I won't I won't say copying Limerick with Kyle Hayes but going down that route, you know, what Kyle Hayes brings to Limerick as an attacking wing back is is, is phenomenal. And it's it's very hard to to deal with at times. And if we can replicate, you, you know, we're crowding the middle towards so or we're asking our half hours to come back. But then you have two lads you have two lads hitting the attack mode then when we're in possession. You know, and I think that'll only be um a positive for tip. For the, the whole back line as I said, I do think they need to, to gel. They need to, you know, get an understanding of each other. I know some of them are playing, like, just for instance, if I had my way, I I'd ha- I don't think a six marks anymore. So I'd have Ronan Maher as a six and I'd have Michael Breen as the three with, with um, Barrett and Craig Morgan either side of him. I think Craig Morgan has, is, I think he's a fantastic hurler. He was a very unfortunate with injuries at the wrong time. And I think he would have been a certain starter had he not had his injuries. But with Ronan at six, you know, you've probably a defensive mind in midfielder like um, Willie Connors was doing the job lately. You know, you have cover, but then you have a man on a ball who's comfortable, who's absolutely brilliant distribution of the ball, and you still have him around that middle third for, as Colin pointed out earlier, when that big high ball comes down and you need someone to pluck it out of the sky, who are you going to pick only, only Ronan Mar? I... I, I was happy enough with Michael Breen's performance at uh, wing back la- at full back last year. His size, he has pace, he has strength, and 
without being insulting to to the man, he's had to play in every position in in far to Brary. All he has to do is stop his man, let the ball move to the next line of defense. Let them worry about it. it's it's a horrible place to play at full back, but kicking a ball twenty yards is the difference between the job done and not job done. You know if if you understand what I'm saying, mm. and I think full I think he did okay full back last year and. With a year under his belt, you know, I, I think he could grow to to fill that problem position for us and would free up Ronan further out the field. But just to get back to the point, I do think we need to start settling on our positions and letting lads gel in and, and get into their groove. Jamie, I'll come to you. I'll come to you in a, in a minute, Colm. Uh, but I'll just interested yeah. to see what Jamie thinks about Ronan Maher. Yeah. What, what, what do you think? What do you think Cattle's trying to achieve by putting him full back? I think they're there's a feeling that even we'd say it, that it wouldn't suit Ronan to be in that two-man full forward line one-on-one situation. That's the no. one thing in his game is the pace. What What do you think the reason is that he's trying him a three? I don't know. Maybe he's he's hoping that, like like Stephen is saying, that with Barrett and uh, Craig Morgan, they have a lot of pace. But like the, the full back line isn't what it was 10, mm. 15 years ago, that it's three-on-three. Three. You see the amount of space that Seamus Flanagan and Galan create for themselves. Ronan, like we don't want Ronan running all over the field. We want Ronan hitting ball all over the field mm. and directing what's going on around him. So six, as Stephen says, would be my preferred position for Ronan and with Willie Connors or Barry Heffernan or whoever dropping that little bit deeper just in front of him to allow him to sit at the top of the D like Declan Hannon does or did for Limerick and he's covering the full back line and he's sweeping across and there's nothing coming down the middle end. You know what I mean? That everything has been pushed out because no one's going to bomb ball down the top of him. Because it's a waste of time. He's going to win ninety percent of the balls coming in the top. Oh. Um, I, 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 I don't know why Liam is persistent fullback. Breen did very well last year in his kind of first senior uh, season of fullback. If he watches a few Paul Kern videos over the next couple of weeks, he'll see how to play fullback, and he'll be fine because he has the strength, the pace, and he has enough hurling for fullback. And with Barrett and Craig Morgan, who was brilliant against Dublin, and you can see why Liam Cam made him a captain of an All Ireland winning team. On the other side of him, he'd be fine. And with Barry Hogan already Shelley behind him, he he he'd be 100% full back. And he puts Ron in half in the half back line with Conor Bowe and probably Brian O'Mara either side of him. Like that's a serious back line. Yeah. And that, that actually you lead me on to Colm. We're talking about Reese Shelley there the other day. He's, I think he got his first, this was his first start. I don't think he started the Monster Hurling League games. Um, a mixed bag, like I, he's fairly clean with the puck outs. That long range free taking is a real weapon to have. Again, there was a mistake in the second half, which very nearly led to a goal. And I think we can only go back as far as the Waterford Championship game last year. And you had a bit of a howler for one of the goals that Desi Hutchinson scored. But who do you see that is in front for that number one jersey? Is is that going to come back to haunt Reese? Is are they going to look at Barry as the steadier hander? You think they're going to persist at Reese? Yeah, it's, it's a bit like we were saying earlier earlier on when you asked Ender, were we worried about the the fade out in the third quarter? Am I worried about Reese Shelley's mistake on Saturday? In isolation, I wouldn't be too worried about it. But we've seen this happen before. We saw it as you said happen in the Watford game last year. And you know, is that is that a, a weakness in his game? I, I wonder about that as well as that. Craig Morgan had to come back in the first half and, and rescue a, 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 a goal off the line. A little bit worried about that. You know, those pluses and minuses probably in his performance. Like he does have a very accurate puck out and he's got a 
you know, as we say, a fair slap of the ball. Like that's a that's a good weapon to have. He scored a really long range point in the first half from a free, and that's good. As you said, he does he does hit the ball very clean, and when he finds his man, it looks good. But there was one puck out definitely in the first half that went out over the sideline. I remember, and there was a couple of a short pass in there in, in the second half that Jesus, you'd have your 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 heart in your in your mouth really watching it. So. For me, it's a position that's very much up for grabs. I, I, I think from what I've seen, Rhys Shelley's a better shot stopper. He made a couple of great saves, if you remember, against Galway last year down in Limerick. You know, it really kept us in a game that we shouldn't have been in. Um, but a bit like Stephen said, and you asked earlier on, I, I, I'm really strong in my belief that we need to settle on a strong team soon. We need to get lads almost used to playing with each other, knowing the system, and, and goalkeeper is a very, very important position. I really wouldn't be happy to be rotating the goalkeeper during the league. I think you need to settle on a goalkeeper now and have him in, in goal unless something catastrophic goes wrong. And I suppose to finish, it just goes to show, you know, we had Brendan Cummins from 1993 up to 2013 or whatever it was. And then we had Darren Gleeson after that for, for, for four or five years. We've been, we've been spoiled by goalkeepers probably the last... 25 or 30 years and now it seems to be becoming a little bit of a problem position for us mm. absolutely yeah it's it's uh i'd be in that same boat I, i'd be looking for a settled goalkeeper at the very minimum whatever about the rest of the team but uh just leave this open to the floor lads uh i've been yeah. so impressed with with Grodd o'connor and uh jack morris two men who even last year they were they were big men and they were looked to be physically um, after exploding in size, but geez, this year they look even bigger and they look like a pair of lads that are ready to lead the forward line, which is which is something we've been crying out for, especially now that Shame he's gone and you know Patrick Maher is at towards the end. He, they're badly needed to step up this year and they look like they're they're going to do it really, don't they? Yeah, it does. Like the 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 physical difference is is you know it's untold. It's it's and especially on Jake because look. When Jake broke onto the the team first, I I would have been a critic of him because I thought he poked the fire. Let's say you know when he got into the rock, he'd stick in the hurley rather than the body, and like now there's there's no issue with that. Like you know, and that that showed last year against Limerick. Um, you know, he put his body on the line for him. He even got hurt at one stage and looked like he was going to come off with a shoulder injury. Um, I think he's really after filling, obviously filling out physically, but. Confidence wise, you know, he's he he's confident in matching lads up there now physically, and it's shown in his game because it's you know, he's not phased, he's not phased anymore. Like, you know, I, I think he's he's re like he was always a great goal scorer, brilliant, but he's I think he's really starting to um develop as a leader, you know, give me the ball, you know, you want your forwards to say, give me the ball, I don't care how give it to me, you know, and Grodd O'Connor as well, you know. There was question marks about Garota Connor's inclusion a couple of years ago when he was first brought onto the panel. I remember him well, but he answered those emphatically, I thought, last year. And this year again, he just continued on and he's, you know, he's a big, strong, powerful man. And, you know, sometimes you need a bit of a bully in a fella, someone that, you know, and he's good in the air. So you want the fella to go through your rather around you, you know. And I think these, um, I think these lads are, are, you know, they're filling out their, their own in the jersey and that's what you want. You want lads up at Tipperary just to believe that they are the best hurler that's there. And if they give if you give me the ball, I'll do the business for you. And it, they they look to be oozing that kind of a confidence. And you know, and I think 
slowly but surely, you know, we're getting things right and we're starting to, you know, we're getting the good the good spread of good hurlers all over the field and you know we're not we're not patching in areas at all and you'd be confident in, in these lads going out against any backline in in the country going forward. Yeah, and obviously there's still players involved with skipping teams and stuff. We probably won't see a settled team maybe towards the latter stages of the league. But what's what's your impressions of a few of the newer lads that have been playing? Lads, uh, some lads coming back and some coming for the first time. Andrew Ormond, Robert Burns, back centre back. Willie Connors had a good game against Dublin. Shawnee Kennelly, um. Correct me if I'm missing anyone, but what, what have you made a few of the new lads? Has anyone stuck out to you, or do you think there's anyone more persistent with? I think I think Andrew Orman showed well um, against Limerick. His his accuracy wasn't what you wanted to be, but there's definitely a spark in him. You know what I mean? He has a turn of pace. He's a great first touch. You know what I mean? I think if he was to improve his accuracy a little bit, he missed an easy point against Dublin as well, but he like. He, he showed for every ball, no matter whether he missed the, the last one or he hit it. You know what I mean? His confidence was good. Um, Willie Connors midfield, very, very good again. The pass for JX ball was fantastic. Um, Willie adds a bit of bite and a bit of fucking grunt in there as well, which is yeah. what you want. You know, as we went on this actually it's what he's capable of doing. He, he is very good. Hopefully he can make the first 15 and stay in the first 15 because... I don't know, is there 70 minutes in him, but there's definitely 50 to 60 minutes of hard work. And it is hard work he puts in, in fairness to him. But if, if you've lads come in to carry the fight for the last quarter of the game, then Willie's job has been done, you know. Um, yeah, no, I'd, I'd be happy with them. Um, I was just reading the paper. We haven't mentioned Alan Tynan at all. I thought he was mm. quiet against Dublin, very good against Limerick. But I think we had 13 different scorers against Dublin, which is a nice spread. Now, I know Rhys Shelley had a point as well, so... A bit of an anomaly, but overall, good 13 scores, you'd have to be happy enough in your first round of the league. Yeah, Colm, obviously, that's a good start, and more or less now with the way that the draws worked out for Tip, that's pretty much, It's I don't want to put, put words in anyone's mouth now, but obviously, Liam Cattle won't be saying it, but they're probably going to beat Westmead and Antrim, no matter what kind of a team to put out, so they're pretty safe in terms of um being into the Division 1 next year with the new format coming in, so... How do you think he's going to approach the league? Is he going to be, is he going to be a bit more pragmatic about it and maybe not attack it as much as he did last year? Or do you think he's going to be going all out for it? With the, I know there was a three week break between the league final and Tibbs' first round. So, well, how do you think he's going to approach it for the rest of it? Well, judging by his post match or his pre match interview on Saturday, and he, you know, he was asked a direct question like that, and he said that every competition. And quite rightly, that we go out to enter, we should be trying to win. We were league specialists up to. Very recently, I think it's 2008 now since we won the, the National Hurling League. So, you know, I always am a firm believer that winning breeds winning. So I, I, I don't I don't like this idea of, you know, you, you sort of go half pace in the league and sure you can turn it on then when the championship starts. I don't think it works like that. And I don't think we're in a position either to be, you know, turning our noses up at, at league titles. I think if there's a league title to be won, I think we should be going at it. And I'd like to think that... Every day they go out in the field, as, as Stephen and Jamie have said, that they've got, you know, we know they've got the ability, just that bit of drive and, and, and go after go after the thing. And because we're not playing in the first weekend of the Munster Championship, it does give us a bit of a longer lead in to, to our first game. So I'd like to see us going after it. I think there's three titles that you can win this year, National Hurling League, Munster Championship and the All-Ireland. 
So why not go after it and why not win it? And just to back up what the lads have said about the newcomers, just maybe to mention Sean Ryan, you know, he he his goal was was really well finished and, and actually was badly needed at the time. He kind of flitted in and out of the game as well. You know, same with 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 Andrew Orman, but maybe the pitch up there didn't suit didn't suit those lads. You know, it's a very, very heavy pitch at this time of the year, you know, to be fair. And you know, I thought in fairness, if you look at it, I, I know there was a lot of short play in the game, but the goal if I'm not mistaken, Sean Ryan's goal certainly came off a long ball. The defender slipped and it came into him and, and, and he put it away. So, you know, I, I, I think, you know, we need to vary the play a little bit, a, a little bit more at times as well. We do have guys up there that if, if they get a sniff, they, they'll score. And just maybe to finish on the Dublin game. And I think, you know, to be fair to Dublin themselves, like the first thing, the first two names I was looking for was your man, Owen O'Donnell and, and, and Donald Burke. You know, they're the two, to me, standout herders that they have. And they were, they were, they were both... <laughs> Um, missing so you know and, and I know talking to a friend of mine in Dublin that five or six lads I think have walked away from the Dublin panel this year as well which is disappointing as well to hear you know you, they had they, they seem to be coming Dublin back about 10 years ago they won a league I think and they won a, a Leinster championship so it's a bit disappointing to see them having fallen back a bit losing lads as well going away off the panel and then obviously when you're missing players of the caliber of, of the two guys o- O'Donnell and Burke you are, you are going to struggle so you know, I think th- that just needs to be factored into it as well. It was, you know, a 10 or 11 point win, great. But, you know, we have to be realistic as well about the, the quality of the opposition, given who they were missing and, and the players that have walked away from them. Yeah, and it's a fair segue on to uh, this Sunday. So the opposition is definitely going to be a lot tougher this time around. Back to Turles on Sunday, quarter four throwing. Um, Stephen Galway will be a much tougher test. And... It'll probably give us a better idea of where lads are at at this time of the year. Obviously, as as Colin was saying, it was a fairly understrength Dublin team, and you know you don't just not know what way to read into their into their performances from one end of the week to the next. So, uh, how do how do you think uh, Liam Cahill is going to line out a team for this one? Um, there Barry Heffern and Mike a start. Mikey Breen surely come back in. Um, who do you think will be on the pitch for the for the start of it? Yeah, I I don't I don't think he's going to have the mindset of I need to have my strongest team out there, because I think for certain games, and even the Galway, you can't panic and say I need my best team out because you need to develop lads, like we we want lads being come off the bench, not phased and and just glide glide into a championship match. That won't happen if those those same lads are not playing against the likes of Galway. So when the likes of uh, Sean Ryan, for example, you know he's trying to nail down a starting spot. He, like if he's playing against Galway, he needs to, you know, he needs a chance to perform. Uh, Marky Ho as well. Like if he's, you know, he he, I wouldn't have his uh, nailed on starter. But if we want all those lads, uh, ready, there has to be an element of, look, you're probably going to go out with twelve of your starting team, but there possibly could be three. And I, I know some team fans will say, no, let's go strong against Galway and Bayesham. But, you know, we have to develop the whole panel to be ready for a championship match. And I think if you just, if you, if you only play him in the likes of the Dublin game, you know, where they wadn't up too much, as Colin said, you know, throw him, like, let's see what Andrew Armand's made of now against Galway. You know, I'd be happy to see him against, uh, out there against Galway. You want to see other lads uh, come in and, you know, like you'd like, to, you'd like to see Noel McGrath in, in action fairly soon as well. Like, you know, you'd like to see all these. Uh, John McGrath after a great game against Limerick, you know, he he was a little bit quieter 
against Dublin, but it was a heavier ground. You know, you you want to see John again, um, against Galway, and you know, hopefully he's back to his overall his injuries and and you know the forms against Limerick that he put in. You you want to see that again because you want to believe he's actually back to his best. You know, because I think the whole of Tipperary public love John McGrath and they want to see him. You know, in these situations, um. Uh, Conor Bowes played a lot with the Monster League and you know if he was rested and someone else came in to try and take his spot like like just for instance Seamus Kennedy or someone you know you wouldn't you wouldn't be too disappointed seeing that and you know if Owen, I don't I think Owen Conley might have come off injured in the in the Fitzgibbon the other day but this would be a right good uh, test for Owen Conley you know can he can he stay producing against the bigger club, bigger counties like Galway so I think they'll be it'll be a strong team, obviously, and but whoever we put it, whoever we put out in the field, we'll want to win. But I, I, I would be happy seeing two, three, two or three of the newer lads play this kind of a game, and you know, and we get a better idea of where we at, where we're at as a panel, because when we go out in the Monster Championship, yeah, realistically, we're going to be making five changes most games, and you need them five fellas ready, you know, and there's no point in only playing him against and I don't mean to be disrespectful to Dublin but there's no point in only playing him in the league against the likes of Dump, Dublin and Antrim and things like that you have to make it play him against the big boys as well so I wouldn't be expecting to go fully strong but I think we're going to go strong enough you know so hopefully it's a cracking game then in favour of Tip Yeah uh, uh, Jamie or Colm uh, is there anyone in particular you'd like to see played at this stage there's still a fair number of lads obviously we haven't been given a, an official league panel yet but there's 40 or 50 lads in there and they're all going to be getting game time you'd imagine if Ian Cattle has yet to name his squad is there anyone you'd be looking for to play against Galway on Sunday? Yeah I, I suppose there's, there's a couple spring to mind and uh, um, Billy Seymour is one that I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more of you know he's a forward as well I think you can never have enough good forwards I, I'd be interested to see him get a run Stevens mentioned Seamus Kennedy. You know, I think he was away traveling for for a little while over the winter. You know, did the warm up on on Saturday, and you know, it'd be nice to see Sham come back in. Whether it's you know in half back or or, or half forward, he, he's he's very versatile. So I'd like to see him get a run. I John McGrath. I'm a bit compromised on John McGrath. I, I actually thought he was poor. If I'm being honest with you, lads, on Saturday, I, I thought the game sort of passed him by. He was good against Limerick in 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 the Dylan Quirk game or the Limerick B team as Jamie called him. But Junior B, Junior B, yeah. I, I like again. What was he up against that day? I just would be a little bit worried about John and John's position. You know, time he's had a lot of injuries. You know, pushing on a little bit, a lot of miles on the clock. I like. I geez, I don't know the chat from Adam. I'd love if he could shove those words right back down my throat, but I just would be. I, you know, I'd like to see a couple of more options in the forward. So Seymour is one that I wouldn't mind getting a look at, as uh, as, as Stephen said, Andrew Warman as well. I, I saw a friend of mine at the weekend about him. He, he rates him very, very highly. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him get a, get another run. Um, I suppose, look, if we beat either Galway or Limerick, I, I, as far as I understand it, we're in a league semi-final. So, you know, assuming, as, as Stephen has said, that we're going to beat Antrim and Westmead so comprehensively. I'm not saying that, by the way, Stephen has... has Neil, that's the mass. If we were to beat Galway or Limerick, um, I, I think we'd be in a league semi-final, and, and I'd be, you know, I'd be very happy to see us in the semi-final. And as I said earlier on, to go to go, to go for the win. And just because I know we've a couple of um, a couple of other podcast um, 
contributors that, that occasionally listen listen into us, you know, just to remind them maybe of the I saw in it was in the Nationalist today, the, the local paper here. It's 74 meetings and it's 47 tip 21 Galway. So just throwing that out there for for for, for just for for I suppose for the record. We're we're far ahead of Galway in our in our league meetings. And despite what happened last June, we're far ahead of them in our championship meetings as well. So I hope that trend continues on Sunday. Absolutely. Good call, Colin. Just to uh, jump in there, Enda, quickly. Yeah. I think Billy, so- Billy Seymour is a great shout. And if I had my way, I'd be swapping him for Garoda O'Connor and give Garoda a rest for the weekend because Billy's a free taker as well. So if Jason Ford is still out, which looks like he is at the moment, but definitely Billy is worth a shot uh, in the half forward line or the inside forward line, wherever you want to play him. He had a great year last year with Kiladangan. And I think a match in a, in a familiar stadium like Curlis would help. You know, Mikey Breen, you'd like to see him come back in. He was with Nina last weekend. He was with the high school, Jamie. I have to, school, I have to, I have to jump in there and defend my old Alvin Martyr. Yeah, yeah, he was with the high school. My apologies. Um, but, you know, there's, and Seamus Kendi and Barry Heffernan. I could see two or three changes and probably two or three different subs coming on from what came on the last day, um, for sure, for this weekend. But, yeah, look, it's a game we want to win. We want to win every game. That's the way we are. Um but I definitely see, like Sean Ryan and Drummond, will probably get their chance again this weekend. But one or two of the more familiar lads who staked the claim last season will probably step down for the weekend or maybe drop to the subs bench and come on if needed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think absolutely. Sean oh, Keneally is probably an interesting one as well, Jamie. And, and yeah. maybe Ender, you'd have, I, I, I have to be honest, I haven't seen enough of him outside of, you know, under 20 appearances. And I wouldn't judge anyone on some of the under twenty stuff that I saw last year, but yeah. I, I know he's very highly rated, you know, around the county and inside of training. So, would you think he'd be a guy who might, you know, might be worth Absolutely. a look? Absolutely, yeah. Well, like, is he worth a start or is he worth twenty minutes? You know, or yeah, maybe a second half when the game settles down a small bit. You know, I thought he, from what I saw of him last year, I thought he was very good. Um, fairness to him, you know, he looks like he's 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 ready to make the next step up up to mm-hmm. this level. Like. Um, I thought the same with Dara Staken last year. Did okay for a few minutes. He was on at the weekend. Will he see with the game time? Who knows? But there's certainly quality coming through from the under-21 panel. Like from Lean Cal's previous under-20 and 21 panels, those big players have stepped through over the last couple of years now as well. So they need to be given a chance. You're not going to see how good they are unless you give them a chance. And they sink or swim with that chance. Yeah, and Shani Canel is an interesting man because... Liam's kind of been using him as an ins- in two men inside into the forward line, primarily when he was coming up along. He was very good for Nina CBS even last year at the start of the year for the under twenties. He'd been playing the half forward line. He's yeah. brilliant to win a puck out. Um, and we, I we genuinely don't have too many like him in the county. Garoto Connor, you'd probably say is the only man that you could bank on winning puck outs regularly, clean out of the air. I think Sean Kennelly. I think maybe. Maybe he's caught a bit for pace and maybe Liam is conscious of that going up and down the field, but he's for a puck option. I'd, I'd love to have him in the half-forward line. I think he's very good in the air and he can take a score from distance as well, but uh, definitely definitely a player to look out for. Um, other than that, yeah, Billy Seymour, as you say, Jamie, he was fantastic for uh, Kildangan and he's a scoring, oh, wow. he's a scoring threat. We just even go back to his days at under 20 for tip. Yeah, he was brilliant. Um, yeah. And he looks to have really dedicated himself to it. Now he's he's a he's a very um, 
he's a very laid back chap and 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 there'll be no badness in, in him in terms of commitment but he, he seems to be fully committed to it now and it'd be interesting to see if he can make an impact obviously that game's on Sunday at uh, quarter four in Simple Stadium and we'll be waiting to see the team on Friday night and we'll see what what lines Liam Cahill is going along uh, finally lads we'll just wrap up about the um the Hearty Cup and the the um the Munster B final at the weekend, uh, a mixed bag for the Tip Schools. Um, Nina CBS with a last minute goal. Speaking of Sean and Kennelly, it was a money goal man that that done the business for him with the last puck of the game. Could you even call it a puck? I don't know. <laughs> he didn't catch it too clean now, but it was a very scrappy goal. But it's great to see Tip Schools two years in a row winning the Hearty Cup and she's even in the semi final. Turles were desperately unlucky to. To get knocked out for what was a fairly dubious three, but it's great to see the tip schools competing well and Carmel obviously unlucky on uh, on the weekend as well. Yeah, yeah. any time any time tip underage are, are competing well, it, it it bodes well for the future. And um, you know, as Jimmy Twefrain used to always say to say to us when we were young, it was success breeds success. So, you know, when these lads are winning at the highest level from their own age group, they understand what it takes to win. They're winners, obviously, but you're, you're winning, winning them kind of competitions. You're leaders as well, and you know. And I think as them lads get older, they'd be on, they'll they'll be used to that little bit bit of pressure when they move into up through the ranks of Tipperary. And um, you know, it is uh, it is a very good time for underage, you know, schools winning, you know. So I think that that bodes well for Tip's future, you know, and 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 look and Clamell as well, you know. It's great to see them doing well in the hurling up there, you know, like. If I had my way, I'd punch her every the big every big ball in in Clamell and then I turn into a hurling town because I think the um the talent up there is is there you know probably you know the competition with the football is a little bit strong but to see him going so well albeit unlucky in the final in the hurling is um you know it is excellent too like and that's you know that 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 will help the the future of Tip Hurling as well because we want every area not just the north or the mid we want every area in Tipperary strong. You know, and like our own in in town there. You know, the the man entered into the hearty there last year, or whatever. The, uh, you know, they they had a first season under their belt, so you know that that was great for the town as well. So we're hoping that all districts in in Tipperary are you know fighting on the on, on at the front lines of of the top competitions in in the schools. You know, and it'll do us the world of good as we get older. <laughs> Definitely will. Colin, yeah. what, what's the word on the ground in Clamwell left were they unlucky or just a bit shy? Uh, look, to, to, to be honest, to be honest with you, and uh, first of all, like it was, it was a fantastic achievement for the lads to get to the final. And I know Paddy O'Gorman is a friend of mine. He's a, he's a coach down there. Michael Breen is obviously involved down there as well. And there's another chap from Kilkenny involved. And you know, Paddy was telling me like the commitment from the lads, the, the, the players themselves is unbelievable. They were training at half seven in the morning all through the winter, you know, not a bother on him. Great lads. Backbones, you know, a few lads from my own club, from St. Mary's, from my Rovers, Kilsheelan, and also from our good friends and enemies out the road in Four Mile Water. They have a couple of cracking young hurlers out there as well, in fairness to them. So, you know, backbone by, by three or four, three or four clubs. And also that group got to, uh, and were beaten by a last minute goal in the football and uh, in, 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 in the under-19 football, in the yeah. senior football competition. So obviously, you know, a, t- a very talented you know, bunch and, and a lot of work going in down there. And and look, they were five or six points down, I think, after about 20 minutes. And, and you know yourself, it, it takes an awful lot to reel in 
a lead like that and they got it back to one or two in the second half. But just Blackwater seemed to have a couple of extra hurlers, a couple of better hurlers around the field. Our strong lads were as good as their strong lads, but once we moved down after that, I thought they probably had a few better hurlers than us and, and the all-weather pitch probably suited their hurling style, hurling style a little a little more than ours out in Feather. But look, a great achievement for, for the school. And as Stephen said, it, it, it's great for, you know, to see South, South schools going well into hurling. And he mentioned Carrick and, and I know PJ Fahey down there doing a huge amount of work as well in the school. And, you know, it, it's just fantastic. And as, as for Nina, I mean, look, I think I read someplace there was 10 player minors. Could that be right, lads? And, 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 a, and a, a Limerick under 20 player on that art school team. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, so, you know, yeah, extremely strong, Jamie. So, like, you know, the, the sum of, of all the parts on the Nina team, they, they stuck at it. And again, we're, we were talking earlier on about tips, third quarter fade outs and different things that record. This was a recurrence of Nina. They looked dead and buried going into the last couple of minutes and somehow managed to find a way to win. And that's fantastic. And, you know, congratulations to them. And I know there's a couple of really cracking hurlers on the team. There's one or two of them that I think may even be in with the in and out with the tip seniors at, at this stage. I, I, they're only young lads, so I won't even mention them. But, I, you know, that that's good to see as well. And a, a rising tide lifts all boats. So so well done to both of them. Absolutely. Yeah. And we'll all echo that. It's good to see the tip schools competing yeah. so well. And that's two years in a row. And Jamie, a strong Turles team coming up the ranks as well. They'll only be getting stronger as the years go by. But uh, they won the under sixteen there a few years ago, so they'll be they'll be knocking around there next year as well. Oh yeah, you'd hope they will be in there. You know, there's plenty of talent in Tipperary, and like Stephen said, if every district is is going well, it, it can only be good. You know what I mean? Have Salvina win their first hearty is fantastic, and well done to them. Delighted, and what a way to win it. You know what I mean? Not. Not giving up, just staying going to the death. You know, it's, it's brilliant. Like, um, high school competing, hurling in football, and look and losing out only by a couple of points. That's that's phenomenal as well. You know what I mean? So, look, hurlers will always be relatively strong um, at hearty cup level because we get lads in from from everywhere. Let's be honest, they're coming in from Kilkenny, they're coming in from every every village around Mid Tipperary, and some from South Tip, and a few from North Tip. So. They'll always be relatively strong, um, and to be competing in a final last year and a semi-final this year, and narrowly losing out to Arthur this year and Cash last year. Look, it's it, it's great in a way, but it'd be nice to win one as well, you know. Absolutely, and we'll we'll leave it on that positive note. Um, tip playing obviously Galway on Sunday at a quarter to four in Simple Stadium, so get out and support the lads if you can, and hopefully we'll be back next week then for a review show and hopefully I won't have to do this again and Kevin Ryan will be back in the hot seat um, so best of luck to you lads and uh, we'll talk to you next week thanks guys